0: There is a glue that holds our families together, our friendships, and, and uh, any kind of relationship we have at work. But what I want us to talk about today is what is it that holds us together as a church, well, welcome to the Bible Studies for Life Adult Podcast. This is hosted each week by Chris Johnson and myself, Lynn Pryor. Chris, good to be with you. Good to be united with you in a podcast
1: today. Hey, We have Amber Maiden with us. Amber is one of our content editors. She is colleague and friend. Welcome, Amber.
2: Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's always, always good to be with you guys.
0: And we are talking today about what we're going to look at is the fact that the Holy Spirit brings us together as one church, and just that sense of that that glue that sticks us together. I don't know what your work relationships are like where you are, but I will tell you that there is a there is a good family connection. Chris, Amber, uh, the others on our team that you've heard in other podcasts, there really is a good strong. Uh, family connection kind of feel to it. So uh, I really enjoy working with Amber and, and I, I even enjoy working with Chris. It's well, great.
1: I appreciate that land more than, you know,
0: all right. Well, we are talking about the Holy spirit's work. Uh, in fact, we're wrapping up our study uh, called never alone, the role of the Holy spirit in our lives. And this, this session, we want to talk about how the Holy spirit brings us together as one church.
1: We are looking together at first Corinthians chapter 12. We, we spend some time uh, talking about spiritual gifts and it's an important uh, issue for us uh, to, to discuss. And I think in our groups, my hope is that th- there will be a robust conversation uh, recognizing uh, the variety of gifts and even the gifts that are represented in the room. My hope is that this will be an opportunity for uh, group members to affirm each other and the gifts that they have, but we want to to spend some time talking about how the Holy Spirit uh, initiates the process of giving gifts and and the purpose of spiritual gifts in the church.
0: Okay, so let's start in verse 4. It's 1 Corinthians 12, verse 4. Now, there are different gifts, but the same spirit. There are different ministries, but the same Lord, and there are different activities, but the same God works all of them in each person. A manifestation of the spirit is given to each person for the common good.
2: I love this passage right here. Um, I think it's a good place to just hit pause and review, so to speak, with your group uh, that we have one God in three persons. We have God the Father, uh, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And so this is a great little quick snapshot of God's intention for the church and how the Holy Spirit works in and through us. Um, of course, this whole six-week series, I hope has been really good for you. I I have loved it um, because it we really get to to take a minute and study the Holy Spirit. And so this this one little passage of just three verses is such a great place to just make sure that you've you fully understood and that your group understands it is the Holy spirit who works in us and through us to accomplish his purposes. And that's a big deal. And, and I think it's maybe one, we don't talk about a lot.
1: It's easy to just jump into spiritual gifts um, and not talk about the role of the Holy spirit um, and what he does in this. So it's interesting that Paul uh, uh, shows that there is one spirit who does all of these different things and different is a key word. He talks about different um, different gifts, different ministries, different activities, but it's the one spirit who is at work in all of these things.
0: And we are, as Chris said, our emphasis is on the work of the Holy spirit in this process. And one thing the groups groups are going to want to talk about are the gifts themselves. And while that is a good, healthy discussion Let's keep the focus for this particular Bible study on what the spirit does, how it's the spirit who works through the believers. But if you want to talk about, if you want to uh, do some study on spiritual gifts outside of this particular Bible study, let me encourage you to grab the book called Spiritual Gifts, uh, which David Francis wrote. It is one of the best books on spiritual gifts uh, that I've ever read. I've I've done the book several times with groups just because it's so well done.
1: This is the passage that Lynn just read is that passage from which we get the, the, the truth about spiritual gifts that each person has been given a spiritual gift or spiritual gifts by the Holy Spirit. And I think that will be something that may be maybe a point of conversation, there will probably be people in our groups who think I, I don't have a spiritual gift, or I don't know what my spiritual gift is. And uh, this passage verse seven makes it clear that all of us have a gift. So we need to know what it is and use it.
2: Yeah. I think it's also easy to think, Oh, that's other people too. So I think one big, one big takeaway here is this really this really talking about every believer. (laughs) So uh, if, if, if you're maybe new to Christianity, or haven't really um, gotten your feet wet into like how you might conserve in your church or serve God's purposes, it's easy to think, oh, that's, that's really talking about other people. Um, But it's even here, he's saying, it's everyone and it's not going to look the same for every person. Um, but that's kind of by design and, um, the, that's how, that's how he's going to work through us. But yeah, so I think, I think this is a, just a great session to really kind of dig into that and, and to kind of highlight the fact that the Lord desires to use us and he will, he will actually work in us and empower us with his Holy spirit, but that every person's, Every person's needed. Every, every believer has a role. So that, I think that's a great um, little bi- bit of biblical truth that you could really bring out.
1: Again, the focus is on the Holy Spirit. He does this for his purpose, for the benefit of the church. And sometimes we miss that when we talk about spiritual gifts, it is the work of the Holy Spirit to give gifts to each of us to do the work of the church.
0: So what we're seeing here is, again, the emphasis on the Holy Spirit, what he does, he's going to work through every believer for that singular good. But when we come to verse eight, we're going to see that the Holy Spirit works through us and how he works. It's in different ways. But it's still toward that common good. Uh, This is 1 Corinthians 12, verse uh, verse 8. Uh, Paul continues to say, he says, to one is given a message of wisdom through the Spirit, to another a message of knowledge by that same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the one Spirit, to another the performing of miracles, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another interpretation of tongues. One and the same spirit is active in all these, distributed to each person as he wills.
1: So uh, let's talk for a few minutes about um, the reality that there is a diversity of of gifts. There are many gifts, um, but they, in the church, they all come together and work together, uh, for the purpose that God intends. And, um, we were talking before we started the, the, uh, the podcast, Amber, um, how, how does this play out, uh, in, in sports? What's your experience there?
2: Yeah. So I, <laughs> I grew up, um, I played a couple of sports, but one was softball and I played it for, I started playing when I was Uh, really little. Um, And I can remember the first couple of seasons, you know, you would play different positions because your coaches were trying to teach you sort of the basics, but then also see, you know, were you a good thrower or could you catch? And they would try to identify where you might best fit. And I remember after a few seasons, I landed in one position and I kind of didn't change from then on. The rest of my summers, I played catcher I was catcher and I'm not a great I could not get the ball from outfield to the infield very good (laughs) I was not a long distance (laughs) but I could catch anything and so um I I spent a lot of time uh, in that one role uh and looking back I'm like oh yeah I hate I hated outfield because I couldn't get it in and I felt like I let my team down but I I liked doing what I thought I could do and so it it really kind of made me, you see that and you go, oh, okay, that's for the good. That's so that we could actually score some points and win some games that I did not need to be in some of those other places on the field.
1: Well, the other side of that is not everybody likes to that role of being a catcher. Uh, uh, The benefit uh, is that you're always involved in the action. You don't, you don't stand out in left field wondering what's going to happen today and playing in the grass <laughs> because every play is coming to you. Every pitch is coming to you. Uh, if someone is on the uh, – if there's a base runner, they're coming to where you are. So you have uh, – as a, a, a catcher has a very specific roles, specific gifts and abilities that is very valuable to the team that not everyone can do, and 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 that's that analogy really does work in the life of the church.
0: Yeah, but what that role does is what Amber did so well as a catcher, it benefited the entire team, uh, just like the other players. When they excel in their particular positions, it's all for the sake of the, the one team, and, and that's one of the things Paul is stressing. Is he's talking about, hey, look, the Holy Spirit's given us all different gifts. We're all working toward the common good, but it's the Holy Spirit. In the end of it, it's still, we're all one body. If you look at verse 12, for just as the body is one and has many parts, and so and all the parts of the body, though many are one body, so also is Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and we are given one spirit to drink. Indeed, the body is not one part, but many.
1: So in our groups, uh, the, the, uh, the sports analogy will work, and there will be people who will latch onto that and will say, let's talk more about that, uh, and they can talk about softball or basketball or any number of team sports. Um, in this pa- this next passage, Paul uh, uses the body uh, as, as an analogy, why is the body such an, a significant, um, visual for us when we think about the church?
0: Well, what I find interesting, especially what we know medically now, as opposed to what was even known in the first century, this is what makes us so rich because the way our bodies there's a, there's a, this relationship, uh, there's a unity as it works together that your brain sends the signals to your hands, your feet, uh, to, uh, to use the example of, of being a catcher, how your brain just sends that one signal out and your hands and your feet, uh, everyone thing knows what to do uh, in, in, in unity together. Uh, that it's just, it's, a, it's, you don't have to stop and tell your feet to do this and then, okay, now arms, now it's your turn. It's just your body knows why, because they've got one central thing leading them our, our, physically it's our brains. And that's what the spirit does for us. He, he gets us all coordinated. We're always working together. When we're leaning on him, we're always working together toward that same common good.
2: Yeah. And I think I, you know, Jesus's examples and, and parables, he was just so practical and in the, um, the illustrations he used were things that you would see every day, a fig tree, you know, something like that. So uh, talking about a person's body, oh, that makes total sense. Anybody can really grasp that and see, oh, yeah, I see what this means.
0: But it's just amazing what we're learning now about our bodies. Like when you eat uh, and you're just a, your stomach kicks in to digest the food, and yet there's your pancreas that instantly knows exactly how much insulin to produce to give to your body and it knows exactly when to cut off so your your body as as it functions never has more insulin never has too little it just it knows what it's supposed to do When, when you uh when you run uh your body insulin not just your feet know to move but your lungs begin to work they they automatically kick into work to provide the oxygen and Uh, everything you need. It's just, it's an automated thing. We don't even think about yet. That's how the spirit works in the church. We don't have to think about it. We just lean on him and
1: it happens. So these are good reminders. And I hope that in our groups this week, we can talk about how our group functions as one, how we function as a body, how we have different gifts how the spirit has brought us together and gifted us so that we function as a group uh, to do the ministry God has given us to do. We can then look bigger than that to the church itself as a body and see the diversity of gifts and talk about the gifts that we see in our uh, church staff, our pastor, that we see in our, our, uh, the person who leads our group and the different gifts that each person has, uh, this gives us the opportunity um, to, to highlight uh, that all gifts are significant and important. It's not just the, the visual gifts or the things that we see people leading. They're not the only gifts or even the most important gifts. Every person's gifts matters in doing the work of the church.
0: That's great. I hope you all have a great Bible study as y'all unpack this last session of Never Alone. But let me also remind you that we're going to be starting a new study next week uh, called um, How to Love Your Neighbor. Now, that's a very practical name for it. But if you want, there's a promo promotional video that's provided. It's, it's all of 60 seconds long. You're free to use that video anywhere and everywhere you want to use it. It's free. Uh, you can go to BibleStudiesForLife.com slash adult extra and you look under the extra uh, right there under the uh, information about the study how to love your neighbor you're going to see a promotional video put it on a facebook page drop it in emails you can even put it in a text but use it as a good way to encourage people to get involved with your bible study group people will more likely join when it's the beginning of a study uh, to kind of get it started so it's a great time to bring some new people into your group promotional video it's there how to love your neighbor
1: well, thank you guys for being a part of our conversation today. Amber, thanks for sharing about your uh, softball playing days and your prowess as a catcher. That's exciting. Uh, that's something I didn't know about you.
2: Yeah, it's, well, it's been a minute since I've done any of that, but yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, we, we hope that you have a great week as you study God's word together. And again, thank you for listening to the podcast.